Time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Morning. Enjoy your week off. I did, thank you. Yes, I had a nice little break. I uh, got over to Salt Spring Island for a few oh, days. And, uh, yeah, it was nice. And uh, we were just talking off air about the dramatic finish to the Canadian Open Golf Tournament. We'll get to that today. Yeah. And you were telling me how you, Adam Hadwin, the guy who got tackled on the green there by security after his buddy won the Canadian Open there, <laughs> you said you played with, actually played in a pro-am with him. Yeah, I played in a pro-am oh. with Adam just as he was turning pro a number of years ago at the... Um, I think it was the McKenzie Tour, it was called, or wow. the Canadian Tour Tournament at Uplands here. Played around with him. It was uh, it was great. Okay, so we'll, 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 save, we'll get to that in a moment. We'll save that to the end, because I want to hear that story. Let's start with uh, the more serious news here at home and the wildfire threat in British Columbia. And thankfully, we got a little bit of rain. The wind seemed to Not shift. Enough. In a, yeah, and the wind seemed to shift in a favorable direction for Tumbler Ridge. Boy, the people in Tumbler Ridge were so worried. Well, I think you're going to see people in all sorts of towns worried this summer. Yeah, because uh, we got a very uh, sort of um, depressing uh, briefing last week from forest officials talking about just how. A whole bunch of factors have come together at the worst possible time, and the unmistakable uh, takeaway is we could be headed to the worst ever wildfire season in terms of fires and in hectares. So the worst years we had are 2017 and 2018, when 1.2 to 1.4 million hectares were burned. We had 65,000 evacuations, I think, in 2017. Um, that led to a report by former Liberal uh, Cabinet Minister uh, George Abbott yeah. um, and, uh, and, and a colleague that led to some changes. So the government's adopted this 365-year approach where they have teams in the forest all year round to do prep work. Uh, it doesn't necessarily reduce the amount of fires, but hopefully it will really reduce the number of interface fires, yeah. which are the ones that threaten communities. And so far, the only one we see, I don't, I don't even think it's labeled an interface fire, but it was very close to Tumbler Ridge. Yes. Um, and I think the winds changed to, to, um, for the better, but it's going to be a real tough summer. Yeah. I mean, you got you got uh, drought conditions, yeah. uh, low precipitation. I mean, June... We used to call, we've, you know, habitually called June, January, because it rains all the time. Well, it only rained once. Not anymore. No. Yeah. So if it's, if the if the forest floors are tinder dry by July, and if they probably will be because we've got no rain in, in June, the lightning strikes are just going to turn the forest into infernos. But the prep work, hopefully by the crews year-round, will keep the number of interface fires to a minimum. Let's listen to Premier David Eby on this point here. He's asked about the wildfire threat in B.C. Here's what he had to say, then I'll get your thoughts. For the province, uh, it's been critical for us to make sure that we have our fire service uh, working year-round now. Uh, so we're not trying to spool up the fire service at the beginning of the fire season, uh, so they're able to prepare throughout the entire year. Uh, we have more than 300 additional uh, wildfire uh, firefighters uh, who are now uh, part of our provincial team. Okay, so 300 more firefighters. Mm -hmm. What does that number mean in the sort of the bigger scale of things? Not in, I mean, we've had 10,000 uh, firefighters at times in the worst, uh, worst wow. fire seasons, and the number will increase. I think he's referring to 300 workers that were doing work around the year round, year round that weren't yeah. doing it before, uh, although I think it, it began last year. So um, we'll see if that approach works. I mean, it's interesting looking at the history of fire fighting in B.C., there's been different strategies, and same with the United States, um, in the, particularly in the West. Uh, for years, it was a uh, number of years, it was just let forests burn. 
um, then it was uh, zero tolerance. As soon as you saw a fire, zip in and, and prevent it from burning. Even though fires are a natural occurrence, yeah. it's part of the nature, part of the ecosystem. But for years, it was zero tolerance, just put out every single forest fire. But that didn't work. Then it was sort of, um, uh, now it's, it, it's sort of um, living with fire and acknowledging that fire exists and doing work now to ensure that it doesn't threaten communities. Burning in a remote area is one thing. Burning near a town is quite another. And it's interesting, in the last four years, other than 2021, 2021 was a bad year, almost 900,000 hectares burned. And, of course, the town of Lytton was burned down. Um, But the years after 2017, 2018, um, once this new approach kicked in, uh, gradually phased in, the number of hectares burned really dropped dramatically for a couple years. And then last year was also very small. But... This year, we're already at 500,000 hectares burned, which is more than six, the entire season of 16 of the last 20 years. So uh, we could be headed again for the worst season of all time. That interface threat that you mentioned, the potential for, fire, for wildfires to invade urban areas and towns and threaten them like we saw with Tumble, Tumbler Ridge and the threat there in the last few days, that is, seems to me to be absolutely crucial, right? Yeah. So how, what is the strategy there? They sort of clear out, clear out the forested areas around, on the perimeters of these towns? I'm not sure. I assume yeah. it's getting rid of as much fuel off the floor as yeah. possible yeah. Uh, near some of these towns. I'm told, talked to uh, officially yesterday, they've improved mapping techniques so they have a better sense of the terrain near communities. Uh, and again, things seem to be working. We haven't had a bad interface fire for a number of years, other than Lytton, of course. But uh, you go back to, remember, the Kelowna uh, Mountain Fire, oh, yeah. uh, which was just disaster. I remember going to Kelowna after that, and one house would be in a neighborhood. One house would be standing, and then the houses around it were destroyed. Yeah. Um, there was just no rhyme or reason for it. So that was a, that was a really terrible wildfire. But we've had, remember, Williams Lake was evacuated oh, yeah. a few years ago. Um, the, so, again, we could be seeing record number of evacuation, but hopefully this new approach pays off and we don't see that number of interface fires. Okay, hoping for the best there. Let's talk, uh, look south of the border. Former President Donald Trump facing 37 charges here related to the retention of uh, top-secret documents mm-hmm. in, in some case. So, once that again... photo of the documents sort of in a... Piled up in a bathroom <laughs> on a stage as well in one of the ballrooms at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Yeah, I think Trump's in a lot of trouble here, and it and it's not just you know they often say in politics it's it's not the crime but the cover up mm-hmm. as well, and some of the details in this in this affidavit and, and these un, and the unsealed uh, indictment where Trump they've got they've got like Trump talking to his lawyer on about, tape about potentially yeah just maybe suggesting destroying that, documents that or lying tape, about documents that recorded phone call maybe is really the big dagger hanging over him. Now, having said that, as we've been talking about for some time, this play is completely different with a big chunk of the Republican Party who think this is all a put-up job by sure. the Democrats, this yeah. is a controlled um, justice system that is unfair to Trump. Even though it's a completely independent prosecution, you just can't convince a whole chunk of the Republican Party that that's the case, which is why he continues to lead his rivals, which are huh. growing in number in all sorts of opinion polls within the Republican Party. I still don't, I still think it's a bit of a stretch that he's going to win if he gets the nomination that he would actually win an election but you know I wouldn't You've got I wouldn't discount that. You got his former vice president Mike Pence has now declared he's mm-hmm. running New Jersey former New Jersey governor Chris Christie, Chris Christie is running but you take a look at some of the opinion polls these guys are like single digit. Yeah. I saw one poll where like Chris Christie was like 1% I, or I know. something. 
I know. So, and, and and Trump has his loyal and devout followers. Yeah. And this is just waving a red flag at a ball in terms of charging him. They think, again, they buy into this whole government conspiracy thing. Sure. Uh, and uh, 37 charges to them is 37 reasons to vote for him. Yeah, right. Okay, let's listen to Trump here, and he's, he, he touches on some of these points here. Here's Trump. They come after Donald Trump, weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI. It's called election interference. They're trying to destroy your reputation so they can win an election. This is what his people want yeah. to hear. I mean, you could argue right. Trump does a pretty good job himself of destroying his own reputation with yeah. his actions and words. But yeah, this is uh, uh, the United States is two solitudes, and yeah. if you're a Trumpian, none of this matters. Yeah, it it just it's fuel for the fire. It, I, in fact, I think it enhances its support within the Republican Party. But for the general electorate, not so sure. Okay, so let's let's end with uh, the Canadian Open. Oh, so fantastic! Nick Taylor, uh, seventy-two feet. 72-foot putt to win. The pride of Abbotsford, mm -hmm. right? And another Canadian golfer, Adam Hadwin, his buddy, also from Abbotsford, runs onto the 18th green to celebrate, gets, gets tackled by security as a result. Let's have a listen. Good pace. Are you serious? Oh, my goodness! Glorious and free! We're storming the 18th green now. They just tackled Adam Hadwin, by the way, who was trying to approach his friend. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I saw one report that Adam Hadwin got a dislocated shoulder. I I don't know. He was seemed to be in. And he seemed to be okay good, though. Yeah. So, um, that was Jim Nance with the call with yes. CBS. That's that's going to be that's right up there with all sorts of iconic sports calls. You're going to be hearing that a lot. It was electrifying watching that at home, waiting yeah. for this this playoff to end. Um, it was, it was, so now Jessica Hadwin, who's very funny on Twitter, Adam's Adam wife, Hadwin's wife yeah. um, tweeted, uh, he's okay, you know, yeah. um, but he, he, she, she talked about his commitment to the huge champagne bottle. Yes. He was, even, though he was, champagne even though he was tackled, he made sure that he didn't spill the champagne <laughs> bottle, that it remained intact. So good for Adam. Right. And that's 72 putt is unbelievable. Like I was watching them line up this putt and I'm like, okay, it's, it was raining. Mm -hmm. So the greens were wet. So it's very slow, this putt. And I thought that's going to make, he's going to, he's going to lag up here. He's, he's yeah. not probably going to reach the hole. And, but man, to, just right in the heart. And there's a different angle of it than what CBS, CBS showed from, from behind the pin that shows that he had to go up a hill. Yeah, right. A bit, bit of a yeah, hill. no, it was right. Yeah. It's uh, tricky the ball, from that end, the ball disappears for a few seconds because it's, it's suddenly, it's down a hill and then up yeah. a hill. So it was a very Tricky putt. Nick Taylor later said he, one thing he wanted to, to ensure not to leave it short, which is why he gave it a bit of extra pace. But that's up there with one of the most iconic uh, Canadian yeah. sports moments of all time. It was really awesome. Yeah, phone lines open right now. If you call now, you're going to get through 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 on your cell. So we were talking off there there about... Uh, fact that you you played in that pro-am with uh adam hadwin, adam hadwin the, the golfer who got tackled by security yesterday on the 18th green <laughs> there at the canadian open so what was that what was that like well it was if you're a golfer the pro golfer um yeah. i mean they play a different game than <laughs> you and i unworldly yeah i mean it was just amazing i think yeah. adam shot a 64 in the pro-am we okay. finished second um but what did you shoot 
Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we won. Uh, I remember we won the, one of the big prizes, which was this tailor-made driver, five hundred dollar driver. Oh, nice. Um, was a um, sort of a, a more flexible shaft that I had difficulty hitting, but I gave it to my wife, who just took up golfing, and she just hits, uses that Crushing driver. We, we call it the Adam driver. Okay. Because we won it because of Adam Hadwin. Great guy. Um, he's from Abbotsford, grew up in BC, grew up here in the capital as well. Yeah. Um, plays a number of sports, went to the University of Kentucky, I believe, on a scholarship. Um, and again, it was interesting. We, when we played the round with Adam, he, this guy walking with him, I thought it was his coach for six holes, and it turned out it was the psychologist. Oh. But a story about Adam Hadwin. So that tournament, we played him with Pro Am before the tournament. He didn't make the cut at that tournament that year. He was quite, Upset, he went. I ended up playing at Adam's charity tournament for a couple of years. He went to the range after that in his home course, I think Morgan Creek, in uh, Surrey. Was on the range with his psychologist and for two hours and hit six balls. He said they just talked about the psychology of it. So on a whim, he went down to a qualifying round in Washington State for the U.S. Open, and he qualified. Got into the U.S. Open. He needed to sh- uh, shoot a birdie on the last hole to make the cut. Oh. If you make the cut on the PGA, you're guaranteed twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars. He made the cut. I uh, made fifty grand on that, and his career took off after that. And he's he's won on the tour. It's very exciting for Canadian golf right now. There, there are several really good. Uh, well, Canadian there's golfers. there's Nick Taylor. There's sure. um, uh, Adam Hadwin. Yeah. There's Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Taylor yep. Pendrith. Yeah. Roger Sloan, another guy I played a pro am with. I'm lucky. I've actually played two pro ams with two Canadian golfers that are. Two of the best Canadian golfers of all time. They're both on the PGA Tour. Adam Hadwin and Roger Sloan. That's really cool. Okay, let's go to your calls. Mike and Tawasson. Hi, Mike. Go ahead. Hi, Mike. How are you guys doing? I'm good. good. Go ahead. Good, good. I'm Nick Taylor's old caddy. We won uh, our first event together was the Mississippi wow. in 2015. And I thought uh, maybe I could provide some insight because he did the same thing to me. It was unbelievable watching him putt under pressure. I was not surprised, but it was. I was in the... United Lounge in Chicago sunk the pot, and I started screaming. <laughs> ah, great story. So you were his caddy. Yes, I was. 2014, 2015. Wow. wow. Great. Wow. So you're not surprised he was able to pull off that great success. No, no. He's a great long putter. He drained more 20-footers on me in that final round in Mississippi. It was It's just unbelievable, and, and all of Canada is so happy for him. He also made a couple of sort of mid-range putts in that in, in the – Last two holes, 17 and 18, and in the playoff. I mean, that's got to be, that's huge pressure to sink. I mean, all of us, to sink an eight-foot putt, we're over the yeah, moon. Right. These guys have to sink it just to continue. So Nick was able to do that. You're not surprised by that, are you? No, no. He was bulletproof mentally under pressure a lot of the times. And uh, it's, I, did, I couldn't be happy. I'm speechless. I'm so happy for him. This is huge for Canadian golf as well, too. And as you saw, all the, the Canadian players are lining the green right there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good sort of community. Mike, thank you for calling in, man. That's really that's cool. That's great. Great uh, story. Mike Antwasson, he's a former caddy there for Nick Taylor. Wow, that's wow. pretty awesome call. Um, yeah, I'm, I was shocked that he actually got that ball to the hole, uh, just with the green being so wet, never mind to drain it like that right in the heart. You know, if it, if it hadn't gone in, it might have, you know, gone 10 feet past, which yeah. would have made a very difficult putt coming back. Okay, that was really something yesterday.